Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome back to Unsportsmanlike Conduct here on 1620 The Zone. Alongside Jimmy Allen, I am Josh Peterson. John will be back again tomorrow as he... And by the way, Jimmy, you just got unconnected again. Nice. Uh, as John continues to make his way towards Cincinnati, Ohio, and the game that is coming up between Creighton and Xavier this weekend. But before that, let's talk about the Jays' loss that they had last night with John Walker from the Omaha World Herald. John, thank you for taking the time. How are you today? Man, I'm good. Yeah, I uh, I, I think I finally, you know, kind of un- unclinched a little bit um, <laughs> after what was a uh, another nail-biter last night. But but I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. I, I, I did uh, have a chuckle earlier today when you were quoting uh, Ryan Cassidy, who covers Big East basketball, <laughs> bringing up the game of the year. And seemingly all of the games of the year so far have involved the Blue Jays. They've played in very memorable ones. Certainly fun for you and your first year on the beat. Is there a broad takeaway now that you have across these games? Cause it's not like they've lost in all of them, but certainly in the right. last two, they have, uh, they have gone down. Man. Yeah. It's, it's just so weird. And, and this is kind of to, you know, tip my, tip my hand a little bit for a story that I'll have coming out, you know, ahead of the, of the Xavier game. But you know, it, it's kind of exactly that, that this team has played so backwards compared to how it did in January. Um, you know, you think back to a month ago, and we're sitting here talking about okay, they're they're starting to find a little rhythm after opening Big East play with back-to-back losses, um, but they're they're grinding games out, right? Like they're winning quote ugly ones. You know, Greg McDermott says we've been accused of not being able to win a mud fight. We did that, you know, yada yada yada. And and now they've scored 85 plus in five straight, but they've dropped two in a row. Like that just sounds so uncharacteristic for this team. Um, and, and so that's probably the takeaway for me is, is that the defense has to get something clicking again, because we saw at points that it was one of the best in the country. And in for that's, that's gone somewhere over the past couple of games. Um, but you know, if, if you look at the bright side of things too, the offense has finally figured itself out. Yeah, obviously. And one of the things that's a big key of that defense is clearly Ryan Kalkbrenner. And when he's not available to be out there, an interesting decision was yeah. made last night, and they put Isaac Trout at that five zero minutes for Fred King. Obviously, he had the back-to-back possessions just a few nights ago mm-hmm. where he struggled pretty mightily in two minutes. What do you? What did you make last night of, of, of Isaac Trout coming in that situation and Fred King seeing zero minutes last night? Yeah, they. Had, I, I don't know at this point if I'm surprised by the lack of Fred King minutes. And I think a lot of that has to do with how quickly he's been yanked in his past few performances. Um, you, you know, you kind of mentioned it right there. I remember, I vividly remember the sequence against Butler. I think Ryan Kalkbrenner went to the bench. It was a back cut and then an oop to the basket. And, well, no, Ryan he, Kalkbrenner he, had a minute breather. Yeah, he leaned on the defender, and the defender spun out and had an easy layup, and then he went to the other side of the basket, 
uh, on the offensive side and got got swatted away and basically landed on his rear end. It was it wasn't a good time. Yeah, but, yeah. No, no. And and you know, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised by the lack of Fred King minutes against uh, against Providence. And they've they've gone to that Isaac Trout at the five in some instances. I just don't know if against Josh Oduro if 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 it's the most opportune time. But if it, you know Ryan Kalkbrunner was struggling with him as well, um, so I, I I don't know if anybody would have had an answer for Josh Oduro last night. Um, but I you know one of the other things that that caught me was the Jason Green minutes toward mm-hmm. the end of the first half. That those really stood out to me too, um, and the lack and thereof in the second the half. Of the way. Yeah, 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 and then we didn't see him the rest of the way. So, so you know, I I like Jason Green when he was in there. I know it was a small sample size with the starters, but I um I, I like the way he he hustled when he was in there. John Walker of the Omaha World Herald joins us right now on the forty two degrees the source hotline. John, I, you know, you mentioned January and what they were able to do, and and that has certainly been something that. I guess I'm trying to kind of wrap my arms around because they go seven and one. The only loss being right. to one of the best teams in the country on the road in UConn. They also have some close wins in there. The triple OT game that we mentioned a few minutes ago versus right. Seton Hall, the St. John's win uh, back at home, uh, certainly close to a month ago now. Like did, did, did January maybe just throw us off the scent a little bit that this is kind of who this team is just an inconsistent bunch from night to night, or is it, I guess the way it's happening that maybe is more perplexing. Yeah, I think I think it is the way that it's happened, um, which you know I I think we all kind of hoped for, or anticipated maybe the the Stephen Ashworth breakout, and I think a lot of that has to do with him settling in, right? Like two three months in the system uh-huh. in Big East to play, you know, you're probably going to be a little bit more comfortable, and we've seen that over the over the past handful of games. Um, but the defense is just what's so wild to me that's the perplexing thing um but i i do think that the inconsistencies you know have obviously crept back in some um the against butler i really you know i think everybody would probably attest to this there there were shots that butler had no business making that they made and the same kind of true for the de- <laughs> Yeah, down the stretch of of Providence. You know, I think about the one from half court that Devin Carter hit. Um, The one in the corner in overtime that Devin Carter hit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But outside of that, you know, you have some of the turnover battles. There are turnover issues creeping back in that we saw against Villanova and Marquette. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I really think that's the, that's kind of the wild thing to me is how different this team is playing now compared to what even, uh, I don't know that, that St. John's game. Yeah. About a month ago. Yeah. Obviously Xavier isn't lighting the world on fire offensively, but they're still averaging 76 points per game this season. If they yeah. score over that, uh, on Saturday, is that a red flag for you, uh, for where this team is going forward? Yeah, I just, I just probably, and I say that because if back-to-back losses when you give up, um, when you give up, you know, ninety plus um, as a team that was so so good defensively, if that doesn't light a fire under you, you know what will? Um, I understand Xavier, and the case was true for Butler and Providence too, but you know I understand Xavier is fighting for it you know, tournament life, essentially. 
but there's got it. Like Creighton is a good basketball team, and we've seen that at points. But but we need to see it, especially this Saturday. Both teams are going to need it. Um, wh- which one wants it more? You know, that's that's kind of one of the things that it comes down to. Um, and, and I think you'll see that in the turnovers or, you know, I'm, I'm sure Creighton would love to have a lack thereof. Um, and I, I think we'll especially see it on the block and on the glass with, uh, with, with how Ryan Kalkbrenner responds. John, John Walker joining us from the World Herald. John, do you feel like a lot is on the table now over the next month? The, the, the game on Saturday is the 10th. The final game of the regular season will be the 9th. So, I mean, we're right. talking about it pretty much an exact month. It's like, right. are you going to be surprised, I think, by a whole lot that happens with this team? Um, I really, I really have no clue. You know, let's, I've got the schedule put up in front of me. We've got, you know, it starts with Xavier. Um, I, I really, really, really believe that you have to win the next three. You have to win at Xavier. You have to beat Georgetown on Tuesday and you have to win at Butler next Saturday because the last five are not kind. UConn at St. John, Seton Hall, Marquette at Nova. I mean, that, that might be the toughest five-game stretch in the country to end the regular season. Um, maybe. Um, so I, I really think winning the next three are crucial. I could see this team, you know, going, what will have four or eight left. I, I could see this team going four and four. I could see this team going six and two. I, or I, I could see this team going seven and one. You know, it's, it's something that, we haven't been able to predict this far. I don't think we'll be able to predict it. Um, that's kind of a little bit of the Big East, and it's a little bit of Creighton. Um, but there is, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't a lot on the table. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about seeding for the Big East tournament, which is always chaotic in itself. We're talking about seeding for the NCAA tournament. Um, so who knows? But I do know a lot is on the table. Um, especially, you know, in those last five games. A lot of chances at marquee wins, a um, lot of chances at marquee losses, too. Who is the most important piece for this team down that, down that five-game stretch, in your opinion? I, I, really, I really think it has to be Ryan Kalkbrenner. Um, he's, and, and I guess maybe a little bit of that is recency bias because of the defensive struggles lately. Um, but, you know, we've heard from Trey Alexander and Mack and, and Ashworth and, and Baylor that defensively Creighton goes as far as Ryan Kalkbrenner takes them. Um, you know, nobody on the roster is scared to admit that. And, and, and so I really, I really think that it kind of comes down to him. You know, Mack had told, told reporters in the postgame presser last night, you know, credit to Oduro. Not many people do that to Ryan Kalkbrenner. And that's true, and and I really think that's just kind of where they where they have to to get back to, because um, they've proven over the last handful that they they can fill it up. We knew that throughout non-con, and and they've proved it over the last few weeks. But we've got to see the same defense that we did, you know, against Providence in the first game, um, against St. John's, against UConn for that matter. And and I think they'll be just fine. John Walker of the World Herald. You can read all of his stuff at Omaha.com. John, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. John Walker joining us here on the 42 Degrees, the source hotline by your mom's house. So as we talked about Creighton on the road on Saturday versus Xavier, and essentially outside of a two-game 
home swing at the very end of February into their first game of March. It's going to be road home, road home, road home, essentially the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, a lot is on the table with them right now, just given how tough this stretch is. They're going to have Georgetown. Um, otherwise, though, it's going to be difficult uh, with all of these teams. You know, I said it back in December, I believe, um, and I, I, I was thinking about it on my drive in this this afternoon when I was listening to Happer. The thing that I said was, I don't like the cut of this team's jib. And I just don't <laughs> feel that way, man. I just, I do wonder if if we got thrown off the scent a little bit because if you now go back to that UNLV game, they went into that one eight and one. Since that UNLV game, um, they have won eight games and they have lost six. So they're very close to a 500 team. It's just in the midst of that, they went seven and one. So it's like, are they the seven and one team or are they this team that's been kind of hovering around 500? For going on what two months now, three months now, and I wonder how like I wonder how important that all is, right? Because when you look at this team on paper, it feels like they're built for March. It should be like like when like yes, seating absolutely always matters, but does it? Because I mean, we saw last year you end up playing Princeton in the Sweet Sixteen, and they were just matchups that when you look at the bracket, probably would have probably in your head never have happened. And it ended up shaking out that way anyway. And I, I agree with him. I, I, I don't agree with him that Ryan Kalkman is the most important player down the stretch. I think it's Baylor Shireman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once the calendar turns to March, that's absolutely the case just because of the one-of-one player he is. And this is the Big East, too. Like This is, in my opinion, the most, the, the most difficult conference in all of college basketball. And they also have multiple... They've seen Creighton multiple times. They know the different nuances. You're going to see a lot of fresh faces when you get to March and you're lined up against teams that aren't used to going up against Ryan Kalkbrenner and don't know the little nuances and his tendencies as much and aren't as familiar with him. That's a big advantage on Creighton's side. So do you think at all, um, going back to what you said at the beginning, is there a part of you that is wondering if this team going through the motions might be a bit harsh but is kind of playing out the string right now and waiting for, for March? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of we could turn it on when we want to. Yeah, and see, and I, I think that you're right on that. For the record, I think that you're kind of right. I, the thing that I would say is, can you? You know, like, right? This is not the, the same team. It's not the same yeah. team. That's the, that's the point. Kind of, you know, I asked a leading question because I think we're ultimately in agreement on this. This isn't last year. I feel. And I don't know bit, if this team can do that. I feel a little bit more comfortable with where Stephen Ashworth is now. Now he's yeah, for sure. He, th- there's just so much that has been asked of him on the defensive side of the ball that I don't think he's ever been asked in his entire life mm-hmm. up until this point. It, it's. It's it's such a, a rigmarole of defending guards in the Big East in a night in night out basis that I don't think anything other than reps of guarding Big East guards can prepare you for. And he's also undersized every single night. Now there's been nights where he's more than held his own. I, I just think it was a big learning curve. And I think Jalen Courtney Williams, that defensive staff, have done such a good job getting him up to speed that we as a fan base looked at a 24 year old guy transferring in from Utah State and said, oh, this should just be plug and play. Well, he's not Ryan Nemhard. He's they're not even apples to oranges comparisons. Yeah, um, they're more apples to onions. They're completely different, and you you can't expect Ryan Nemhard scoop layups, turnover, uh, push guys on a press, turn the ball over type plays because that's not what Stephen Ashworth does. He shoots a better three ball. He distributes better. They're just not the same player. But that being said, I think he's a really good player, and I don't think we've seen the best from him yet. Yeah, and going back to what you said at the start, um, the one thing that I would also maybe caution against is, uh, you're right, like, weird crap can happen, and you can find all sorts of, you know, uh, favorable matchups. 
but maybe you also, can also not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that was awesome last year, and and I am not, I am not here to take anything away from that run, well, like some people would. But a prime example is what happened in Kansas City. Look, I mean, on paper, at that point, you would have said, well, and Vegas did. You know, Creighton was almost a double digit favorite in that game against Colorado State. Colorado State is a very good basketball team that plays very, very aggressively, and that is just a bad matchup stylistically for what Creighton wants to do. Now, I think they're more prepared for that now. Yeah. At that time, I don't think they were. But we don't know what they're not prepared for until we get to March. Final hour coming up. Happy hour when we return. A bunch of stuff that we have not had a chance to banty about today. We can do some of that. Also, what's for dinner coming up in a little more than an hour. Is it going to be a rice night for Nick Grimm? We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out indeed. What a tease. We will do that and more when we return here on 1620 The Zone. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.